I've been thinking a lot about this. Of course, you know that I have. And I want you to just stay there. Stay in your heart. I know it's a little bit of a fight. It's a fight to stay in your heart because you immediately want to go back to your mind and start thinking things through all the time. But you've got to learn to think with your heart. Think with your heart. This is where we think. As a man and a woman thinks in the heart so that they are. Huh? As you think in your heart. Your heart is the place that understands all the issues of life, not your mind. From your heart flows all the issues of life, not your mind. Huh? You see, in the Western world, we've put a lot of, we've put a lot of effort into our mind. We are academically brilliant and trained to, to like, you know, and we, we say to everybody else, this is how you have to be. Nah, 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 nah. The kingdom of God's completely different. The kingdom of God's all heart. It's all heart. Kingdom of God's all heart. Jesus is all heart. Do you understand me? It's just one big throbbing heart. Huh? And yes, of course, he's got the greatest, most wonderful mind ever, the most brilliant mind ever, but it's all heart and then mind. It's not the other way around. And we have to learn to live from our heart and sing from our heart and Move from our heart and kiss from our heart, don't we? I mean, that's what we want, isn't it? Isn't it? Don't you want to be like that? I'm desperate. I don't know about you. I'm getting more and more desperate. And I'm understanding more and more that if I don't live that way, I'm not going to live. I'm not going to manage it. I want to be all heart. Who wants to be all heart? Come on, let's have a show of hands. Lord Jesus, come on now, watch it. He's, he's watching, you see, he sees it all. These are the ones who want to be all heart. Thank you, Father. And of course, by that, I don't mean that your mind is not a wonderful, wonderful thing. Your mind is super, super wonderful. But that's not the control center. This is the control center. Huh? And it's beautiful to be moved by your heart. You do, you do things that you'd never think you were going to do when you moved in your heart, don't you? Come on, you all know it. You all have had those moments where you've been a complete heart person. And it just delighted you, didn't it? Well, it delighted the Lord as well. Delighted the Holy Spirit. Look at someone and say, you were all heart. You were all heart. You're all heart. Beautiful heart. Beautiful heart. Beautiful heart. <laughs> Thank you, Father. All heart. I mean, it's wonderful, isn't it, to be able to... It's wonderful to be able to go shopping. It's wonderful to be able to do your do your job it's wonderful to be able to be be out there amongst people and just know that you're moving out of your heart and not all taken up with your mind of course that's why we renew our mind that's why we have the word so that our mind can be renewed but you know the word inside your heart already you understand me? When, when someone says something that sounds familiar, it's because you already know it. You already know it because he already spoke it. 
and you're his child and he spoke things into you before you ever got here. So when someone says something that is wonderful, you immediately go, yes. And then, of course, you can go to the word and it's confirmed in the word. Because if it's wonderful, it's, it's in here as well. But it's a beautiful thing when you think about it. You know, we, we've all done it the other way around. But actually, the way around it is really is that you know God already. Because you were already in his womb before you were ever in your mother's womb. Huh? No, honestly, that's... I'm paraphrasing again, but Ephesians 1 says exactly that. It says, before the foundation of the world, he saw you and he loved you and he kissed you and he set you apart. Before. So he saw you as you are now, but he saw you before. Because he's God. Because he's outside time. Where in time, he's outside time. He's before time. That's why it says that Jesus was, he was slain before the foundation of the world. Because he's outside time, so he was before it. He saw it all before. He saw everything before you ever arrived here. Huh? He saw all your future before you ever got into your future because he's already been in your future. That's beautiful, isn't it? God. God's God. Hey, what can we say about him? Everything is in God. Time is in God. Huh? Everything's in God. Of course it is. So God can go in front of you. He can go behind you. He can go at the side. That's, that's what the psalmist said, isn't it? He hems me in everywhere because he's beyond time. It's, it's beautiful, isn't it? That means that every step that I'm taking right now, he's already been in it before I ever got into it. I mean, that's wonderful, isn't it? That's pretty neat. That makes my heart feel good. I just go, wow. I don't need to be afraid then, Paul. I don't need to be afraid because he's in it already. And of course, that's what Elijah knew. You know the story. 1 Kings 19, it says that Elijah, he, he girded up his loins. You remember all this. And he ran. And he ran ahead of Ahab into a place called Jezreel. And Jezreel means God sows. God sows. God had already been there before Elijah ever got there. He'd already been sowing into his future. God had been there. And of course, Ahab was just a symbolic of God. It says that he ran ahead of the chariot, the best chariot in Israel at the time, the best Ferrari in Israel at the time. Ahab ran ahead of it supernaturally and that's like God going yep well I want you to see it I'm in your future I already went into your future and it's a wonderful thing to think about really because so he's before we ever got here and he's already seen everything that's going to happen but what does he do Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and the Father talk together. They all talk together, as they do. However they do that, I'm not quite sure. But they all talk together, and they go, we've, we've, we've got a problem. If we have kids, 
your, your kids, where kids, where these kids, everyone's these kids. If we have kids, there's going to be a major problem because they're just going to do whatever they want to do. But we don't want to be control freaks. We don't want to be manipulators. We don't want to be witches. We don't want to be people who are dominant and possessing others, our kids. We don't want that. We want them to be like we are. And Jesus went, okay, Dad, I'll go. I'll sort it out. I'll sort every problem that's ever going to be. I'm going to do it. I'm going to sort it all out. And of course, the truth is that, that the, the Father's already been... You go, where is God when it hurts? Where is God when it hurts? Well, he's already been there. He's already been in your future. Do you understand me? This is what, this is what we don't really understand. God, now just with your heart, all right? You, you, you're feeling this with your heart. The mind, that's going to cause you some problems. But in your heart, you know it. Okay, you know this. So, so... Everything that happened to you, God has already been there. And you go, but why didn't he change it? Why did he not change it? Because he could have done anything. Yes, but listen, if he starts playing with someone's mind, it makes him a manipulator, a controller. It makes him someone who is playing. And you go, yeah, yeah, but what they did was terrible. It was evil. Well, some of the things that we've all done are terrible and evil. Do you understand me? Everything that doesn't flow from his heart. Every, listen to me. Everything that doesn't flow from his heart. Well, we've done a lot of things that didn't flow from his heart, but flowed from here. So we're all really in the same, we're all really in the same thing, aren't we? And I know, you know, we categorize it and go, yeah, but there's terrible, terrible things that have happened to me. Well, there's terrible, terrible things that have happened to me. I, 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 the fact that I'm alive is an amazing thing. Honestly, I, I, could, I could still be paralyzed by the things that happened to me in my past. I could be paralyzed. I could be going to a council every single day. But the truth is, and, and this is what he taught me, but it's a heart thing. He said, Paul, I've already been into your future. And of course, I am moving continually to try and arrange things so that it doesn't hurt you. But life is painful. And there's lots of things that go on that I cannot control, you cannot control, and he doesn't control. He's not a control freak. He's God. Huh? He's not a controller. He wants us to be like him. So there's lots of things, Paul, that happened in your future that I didn't want for you. And I go, but why, Lord? Why then did I have to go through those things? And he said, well, Paul, I've been there before you ever got there. How have you been there, Lord, before I ever got there? Well, did you not read? Did you not read? Listen, this is what it says. It says, for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, talking about Jesus. As a, as a root out of dry ground, he has no form or comeliness. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. For he is despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for my transgressions, for your transgressions. That's what he says. 
He was bruised for my iniquities, your iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Where was God when all those terrible things happened to me? Well, he'd already been there. He'd been there. Do you understand me? He'd already been there and said, Paul, I'm, all the pain that he's inflicted upon you, all the things that you have gone through, all the hurt, all the grief, I'm going there ahead of you and I'm going to take it all upon myself. And I go, but Jesus, that, that doesn't help me because I still have to go through it. He says, no, no, Paul, I've been through it for you and I've taken it upon myself. And yes, of course, the consequences of choices are that you feel pain and hurt for a little while. But when you are found in me, you can release all the pain of those times. You can release all the hurt that was in that picture. So this is what I had to do. And this is, and I, I want to just slot in some of the things that Steve and uh, others have said this morning, but, but you understand me, that it's, you know, when you have one of those moments, it's, it's, it's like he's already taking it upon himself. So he's taking the pain, he's taking the grief, he's taking the iniquity, he's taking all the pain out of it upon himself. That's why he died. He's done it for you. So he was there before you got there. He took all that pain. But you, like me, go, but Jesus, I still feel the pain. Yeah, but when you were in him, you can actually bring him into those pictures, into those memories, because you know now that he was there already. He took those things. Do you understand me? You can now revisit those places and bring him into those places because he has already taken it. And then you, guess what you've got to do? You see, because a lot of us identified that we've got pain. A lot, of us, a lot of us have identified that we've been through terrible things. And yes, we've said, thank you, Jesus, that you came and took it all. But you know what we didn't do? We didn't actually give it to him. And nor did we receive the healing for it. Because you've got to receive the healing in that place. You know, there was a... I, I, just let me explain to you. There was, I, I won't go into details with it, but... For me, it was a little bit like this, and I've done it in everything in my life that was painful. But there was a time when I was small that I was, I was involved in something that was really, really big. It was so big. It was a national thing. It was so big, it was in the papers, and it frightened me. I was only 13 years old, and some of you know it because you've heard my testimony. But basically, what I was involved in was so beyond me that my body could not, I couldn't cope with it. My mind couldn't cope with it. It was so big that my whole being just was rocked. And I was involved in it. And I don't want to go into the details because they're pretty grotesque. But there was a time when the police came with me and I walked through this field and through these ferns and I was going to a little, a little cabin somewhere, not 
too far away from here, a little cabin somewhere, and there were, there were dogs with me. This is a long time ago. I don't know that they do it now, but they did it then. And I was asked to go to revisit some of the places I'd been to earlier. But now I knew what had happened in this story. I knew what had happened. So I am absolutely terrified as I'm going this little walk. Because I'd been this little walk before and had no knowledge of what had happened. But now I was going again with the police, with the dogs. And now it was alive to me because I knew what had happened. And what had happened was terrible. And somehow I was involved in it. Do you know what happened after that? Every time that I went close to ferns, every time that I recognized anything that was all like that picture, I'd freak out. My whole body would be like... And, and you wouldn't be able to tell, but inside I'd be shaking, literally trembling. My whole being would be trembling on the inside of me. And of course, that went on for many, many, many years. But Jesus taught me. He said, Paul, I went there before you, son. I was there. I walked that little path before you ever did. And I took all the pain and all the hurt out of it. I took everything out of it that was hurting you. And I've confirmed it to you in my word. And as soon as he said it, I knew it to be true. He's been there. He's already been there. And he said, Paul, now I want you to walk that path again. And I want you to give me all the pain of that that you felt in that moment. All of it. And of course, that's, that's what I learned. And I learned to do that in everything. And I don't know if I'm like you. I presume that I'm just like you. That we have many, many places that we've been to and some we don't like to revisit, some we don't like. And some of those things have hurt us as the people that we are. So now we don't express ourselves the way that we used to express ourselves. Now we don't give ourselves in the same way. Now, now we don't feel as though we can trust people in the same way as we used to. So what happens is that we tighten up and as we tighten up, we also, our mind tells us that this is the way to live. Do you understand me? So we become like a, a tight coil. We're just coiled up. But we don't recognize it because it's still all inside us. And Jesus wants us to give away those things. And some of you have done it and some of you have not. And that's okay. I'm not. I'm only telling you what, what he's going to start doing in a quickened and accelerated way for many people. But if we're going to allow him to do that, you've got to just rest into him. Rest into him. He loves you and he's with you. You don't have to do anything to believe. You do believe, don't you? You do believe, don't you? There's no, there's no one here that doesn't believe, is there? There's no one, not one of us. We just say, yes, Lord, we do. We do believe. And now we want to be free. We want to be the people that we really are. Don't you want to be that? You see, we've even trained ourselves for church. 
We've trained ourselves to do things in a certain way at a certain time. And it's okay, it's fine. God's not, he's not upset with us, he loves us. But he wants us to begin to flow out of our heart to him, to one another. So, of course, that is not really what I was going to share, but... But I think I think we, I think I think I just want to pray. I want to pray for us, and, and not of course because it's Jesus that does this in us. It's not I. I can't. Do you understand me? And I don't want to trigger. I don't want to trigger anyone to anything. But I'm just telling you that the Holy Spirit is going to do this more and more. The traumas that we have been through, the pains. The things that you don't want to revisit, Jesus is going to come and do it. And it's going to be beautiful. And you don't have to worry. So, Father, I'm, I'm praying that right now, Lord. Over the household, Father, I'm praying that there is no worry or no concern, Father, with this. Lord, that we... We can open our hearts in a new way to you, Father. And Lord, as I look around, Father, and I cannot imagine, Lord, the pain, the trauma, the troubles, the things that each one of these beautiful, beautiful people have been through, Lord. I could never imagine it, Father, and I can't. I don't, I don't want to imagine it, Lord, because it's... It's far too great for me to conceive. But Lord, you know each one in this room. You know each one, Lord, and you know what they've been put through, what we may have put others through. You know all about it, Father. And we... We say we're sorry, Father, for whatever part we have in anything, Lord. We say we're sorry. Whatever part we have in it, Lord, we say we're sorry. Whatever we've done to others, Father, we say that we are sorry. So, so sorry, Lord. We're so sorry, Lord. And those things that have been done to us, Lord, it's hurt our hearts, Father, and it's hurt our being. And we've watched some terrible, terrible things, Father. I know that there's people that have seen with their eyes, Lord, awful things. That have been touched in their emotions in a way that they never thought they would be, Father. They've been devastated. And... But Lord, we identify these things and we say, this is us, Lord. But we don't want anything to hold us back, Lord Jesus. We don't want anything to hold us back, Lord. So we just release forgiveness, Father, wherever that's meant to go. And Lord, we don't, we, don't, we don't feel it sometimes, Lord, but we do say it. We release forgiveness, Father. Because we don't want to hold others captive, Lord, to our own unforgiveness, Lord. So we release forgiveness, Lord, but at the same time, Father... We want to thank you, Jesus, 
that you've been there. You went there, Lord, before we ever got there. And according to your beautiful, beautiful word, Lord, you said that you took it, Lord. We are healed by your stripes, Lord. We are healed, Lord. Lord, the punishment that you took was sufficient. It's all finished. Everything's done. It's all done, Father. You agreed it. You said it. And Father, we want to release and receive your love to us right now, Father. Your healing, Father. We say yes to it, Lord. Whether it happens right now in this moment or whether it happens as we have encounters with you, Lord, as we allow you to, to speak to us and to be with us, Lord. Just to be with us, Lord. Wherever we're, Lord, we say yes to it right now, Lord. As a house, Lord, as a, as a, as a, a people together, Lord, we say yes for one another, Lord. We want that for each other, Lord. We want freedom for each other, Lord. And we agree for it, Lord. We want healing for one another, Lord. And we want to be, able to be those people that express your life, Lord, like never before. We want to be carriers and expressors of your life, Father. Thank you, Jesus, that you have sowed into our futures. And that our futures are beautiful. I speak it, Lord, over everyone in this place, Lord. They have a beautiful future, a hope and a future. And we speak it over our family members as well, Lord. We speak it over our friends, Lord. We say yes, Lord, to your love, to your beauty, to your goodness. We say yes, Lord. We say yes. Thank you, Father.